Freeze it. Miami Vice. Feel the Vice Effect. Everyone, for the last time this season, the Pasto Police are coming for your ass, and we uh, we are joined. Our first guest, our first guest, who's never once before tonight seen an episode of Mammy Vice, and he's brave enough to watch out of context the last episode of season one, Lombard, with us. It's our our friend Mike, who I, I podcast with on other places. Uh, hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Hello, you're very welcome and thank yeah. you for letting me yeah. see an episode of miami vice i was not allowed until tonight yeah you got clearance <laughs> from us finally mm-hmm. after 30 some odd years on this earth yeah pulled You've it off made it. <laughs> so this is the last episode of season one it is uh we have a returning lombard a uh, local miami crime lord who is really portrayed as a swell guy what you say yeah, he's. I'd say uh, he's, it was weird, you know, weird dynamic from from previous episode. <laughs> yeah, he's having someone shot one minute. Next, he's making you a nice, nice, big Italian pasta dinner. I mean, he is played off as like super friendly though. Kind of weird. Any uh, thoughts on his? I want to hang out am with I... him. He sounded cool. <laughs> Curious, am I, am I allowed to ask questions for the course of this? Because I have so many. Most certainly. So how how many times have we seen Lombard prior to this episode? Just the once. Just and was once it the before. previous episode or was it earlier in the season? Oh, it was way early. Do you remember what episode yeah. it was? Hmm. I don't know. Let me look on the wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, um, that's where I'm going to. Let's see. Let's see. Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. I loved him in Snatch. It says he was in One-Eyed Jack. Uh... Yeah, One-Eyed Jack. Man, that was six. Episode know... six. Oh, okay. Now, it's interesting. Now, this wiki, uh, the Miami Vice wiki page, makes a very strong assumption that he died in 89. Unless, does he die in a later season? Is he back again? Does he die? Uh, I'm, not, Mike? I'm not getting into that. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yep, season three, episode seven, season four, episodes fifteen and sixteen, and then he's on the series wait, finale. He dies in all of them. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we start off. What we had to start off here is um, my note is that Lombard started sassing him. I thought he was being kind of rude. Dad's just like, "Oh, but I love you, son. I showered you in gifts all these years." But I guess the son's on the street now. It seems he's like, "I don't want your Ferraris." Screw you, Dad. And um, it's weird. Like the, the police approach like it's like this big, like secret, like you know they're like gonna bust him on something, but it's just a serve. Yeah, like a, just a, a subpoena. Yeah, you've been served. <laughs> it's it's just yeah. I thought it was gonna be like a. I was expecting a shootout. I was expecting somebody to get shot and fall into the water and die. None of that happened. And it's um, a very like uh, uh, anticipating like music and very dark yeah, Miami skyline, was, you know what I mean? That looked nice. That, for that was, for, uh, a, for a, uh, you know, for the opening of a, the finale, you know, you would think it would go out with a big start with a bang, you know what I mean? But yeah. And even the very, guy who very served casual. The, the guy who served the notice, he's wearing like the, uh, kind of like velvety sporker with the elbow pads. Like not, that was, that's not the, the look at the time. Mike, we talk about the fashion a lot. So, as you should. With, These guys are with, stylish, styling well, and profiling. Not the guy get who served the subpoena. He was he's a no no. I um. Well, I was just I was expecting a boat to explode. Not even necessarily this scene, but at some point, I was like, this show should be about boats blowing up. Where's the blown up boats? Uh, that has happened in previous. It was a previous episode. A boat did explode. So. so I feel like that needed to happen like once an episode to keep people watching. How's the they, boat gonna blow up this week? Actually, last last episode at the start, there was a shootout. Uh, the cops raided a uh, an illegal gun sale, and uh, this guy gets his boss out of there in a limousine. He actually, hits a car, and the car that gets hit explodes immediately, and the limousine's fine. It just keeps Excellent. going. Yeah. So that was. It's called. This Evan was a very somber episode. 
this is a very somber episode to like kind of first see it's like um i don't know i thought it was very it was emotionally driven for one like you didn't expect it to be you were like the whole time you were anticipating all this like violence and action but really it was more um you know it was about lombard and his character and his relationship with his fucking son you know what i mean yeah it was it was was like reflective like thoughtful it's like about these relationships and the life of crime and what it does to being in a family and it's like wow miami vice is heavy Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it was was. it was too it was they they very uh the, the tone is like very uneven throughout the entire season then towards the end we're starting to get these more in-depth introspective episodes like yeah. you know what i mean like this especially might, the last won't few get this michael gets but imagine like in the middle of this episode if uh like the nug man showed up would have been so like like oh i almost got a spit take hey man um, how you doing man i yeah. heard you had some problems with your son man yeah the uh just you know mike there's a character he's an informant and he's always comedy oh quote-unquote comedy relief i'll send you a clip please yeah he, uh, he might get on your nerves he probably will, but uh, him and this other gentleman named Izzy, uh, they are—they would be way out of place if they made an appearance in this episode. It would have just like ruined everything. Oh wow, they're—they're the they're that wacky. No, they are. Yeah. yeah, they actually teamed them up in an episode once, and it was too much. Well, because I thought the uh, there was a little bit of comic relief with those other two kind of like lackey cops. Yeah, that's like... that's a Switek and Zito. Zito's one the one the Hawaiian shirt, and Switek's the one in like the almost always like a ill-fitting pink shirt yeah i bet you were tearing into him in this episode weren't you You were like there's that fucking shirt (laughs) yeah i kind of was i was thinking it uh but yeah they were they were this was restrained for them they've they've gone far wackier in the past too so yeah definitely they only had a couple scenes uh in this one they were just they were doing the stakeout with uh the photographs uh and then they were sniping yeah was he eating a hot dog and saying he was trying to yeah yeah remember Yeah, he was like, he's like, haven't you ever seen a man eat a dog before? Yeah. <laughs> I like the car, though. I want to eat car an 80s nice. hot dog. An 80- it looked good. <laughs> it dog? did actually look good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat an 80s hot dog. I want to eat a 90s pizza. Pizza in the 90s. Every movie fucking looks so good. <laughs> yeah, it really um, does, though. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. No, I, I, we talked about hot dogs last time, or? We talked about hot dogs in a like, almost extensively in a recent episode too. Hey, we should start a hot dog podcast. Well, I, I get a free slot now. Secret Underground Hideout's <laughs> over. So, actually, Mike, there was a uh, episode in a, much earlier in the season. Again, I don't remember the, the episode off the top of my head, but uh, there's this kind of sleazy lawyer that is having a back and forth with Sonny Crockett. So he pulls up to Sonny, who's at a hot dog vendor in the street. He had just gotten a hot dog. And uh, he's comes up, I think it's like a Corvette, you know, one of those cars that no backseat to it. And so then his partner, Tubbs, comes over, and while he's distracted with Tubbs, trying to just, he goes to take a bite of the hot dog, and he just tosses it in the, like behind the seat, and the guy doesn't notice. <laughs> I actually had to rewind. I'm like, did that just happen? I, I, it, it, it did. So hot dogs play in the take a role. Maybe wow. Nice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the whole deal is that um, Lombard has to, how'd they say it? Like he can testify like whatever he does, he's in some kind of trouble. Right. Yeah. But he's only facing like five years or murder, like getting killed. Like he's going to either get killed or he can go to five years in prison. You know what I mean? But which doesn't make sense because at the end he's out on bail and he just drives away. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Anyways, the eighties man, anything can happen. Yeah. On this show, it does. Yeah, so as Mike's name kind of says, I made the quote here is that I don't know if it's the same character. The was it his attorney, Charlie the Lackey? Charlie, because he was. Mammy Vice has this thing of they'll have a person play a minor role, they get killed, and then they bring them back later as someone else entirely. They actually, um, Gus from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah, he's been in there a couple times. He was in there tw- yeah. twice as two different characters, and he gets killed in both episodes. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito. Thank you. That's his name. Does he get his face blown off in one of them? No, he he gets... Does he jump out a window? He jumps out a window trying to escape a drug bust, and he dies that way, and then he gets uh, shot in a diner. Oh, the poor guy. So, Can't yeah, catch yeah. a break. 
So, but I don't know if is it. Do we recall if it's the same character? Or should I, I should check. Uh, let me check on that too. Charlie. So it's John Santucci. Charlie Fusco. Let's see. He is. Yeah, Lombard's attorney. But I swear he was in the one where um, Castillo's mortal enemy comes to town. Remember? Yep. Oh, um, yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go to the actual actor's name. Let's see. He was... God damn. I hate these pages that you scroll to something, then the pop-up ad shows up as you're going to click on something and it huh. pushes what you want to click on away. Oh, that makes me I, I feel like this is just like a device. side thing, but I feel like Lombard was the worst like Italian mafioso guy. Like he just like didn't seem Italian in any way. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, is that me like being messed up about it? Because like, I mean, I know he like made the vermicelli and stuff, but it just didn't seem like a, you know, like a classic soprano yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't even say yeah. gabagool. <laughs> yeah, no, no gabagool. I mean, he didn't yell manja when salute. he made dinner for him. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fangu. There was nothing. Yeah. Nothing of that. We're, we're fine saying this because Mike is Italian, so we can do that. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the the actor, John Santucci, who was Charlie in this, he was Dale Menton, a rabbi to NCAA Lays and for Lao Lee. In the Golden Triangle Part Two, you were you were right. You were right. Yeah. So yeah, he's. I don't even know if he was killed in that one. He just played someone else. Man, twice in one season. You'd think well, that's give the, it give it some time to the, breathe. Not the only one. I thought they reused a couple characters in this because I feel like I saw some of the lackeys, some of like the henchmen that the of thugs. Lombard. Yeah, I feel like I've seen them in like they're like surprised. the same, just reusable just, thugs like, just like bouncing yeah. around to different henchmen. You know what I mean? It's like Miami locals. Oh, you want to be back in the show again? Sure. <laughs> or, or it's like them. Like they need to have an episode of them, like looking in the uh, classifieds of the Miami Herald Times. They're like, oh, henchman needed. Let's go yeah. to this guy. You He's know. Oh, I'd be so excited if I saw a henchman needed advertisement. I'd be such a good henchman. I'd be especially a back, henchman. Fucking coward. Especially back then, when you think about how you would have been dressed up. Yeah. Would have had very colorful shirt at least. You would have been like hanging out on a boat, standing there. Would have probably a mustache, just a mustache, no beard. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just a mustache. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some shades if you're lucky. Maybe maybe a line like boss. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so, so so the whole deal is that uh, he, I put the quote beef on him because he isn't. He's not gonna. I, does that terminology is anyone like gang mafia? Terminology. I'm not gonna never heard that in my yeah, I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. And he said it but, twice in one scene. You go, no. it's I never beefed on anybody in my life, and then it became if he thinks I'm gonna beef on him. Now, Edwin, <laughs> Mike and Edwin, before you got here, we're talking about when we were kids, that was a term for farting, beefing. Did they ever use that terminology? I've never heard that one. Oh, so maybe it is regional. Maybe it could be like I don't know if it's a Massachusetts mm. thing or like a northeast thing, but yeah, that was that was a hot term around here for farting as, as, as children. So anyone listening who's from Massachusetts or the Northeast, let us know if uh, you ever use the term beefing when you reference the fart. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so we have uh, back at the, at the headquarters, the vice department. Now this one, I think Crockett more often than not, and he does it again, he wins the fashion show for me. He's just got so many good combos. Did you have an opinion of like Mike, who who you thought was best dressed? Did you keep track of that over the course of this episode? I was having so much trouble trying to figure out and remember who's who. Yeah, because like it took like halfway through the episode before I even realized that uh, Crockett and Tubbs were the main characters. Oh, <laughs> like that's that's fair. They were you know the the main focus. Like Edwin said, was this kind of was Lombard the bad guy? Yeah, there's a lot of Lombard drama going on here. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, they seemed like they were just like uh, any old cops in this episode. So I was just trying to be like, all right, who's this guy? Who's this guy? You know, a lot of people like their faces blend in together. I don't know who the fuck anyone's supposed to be. They're at that diner and they're talking a little shit. And Charlie's like, you <laughs> he's know, he's a crime lord too. Yeah. And he's wearing villa. I mean, oh, if we're talking cute. best dressed, it's probably that little shit. That's what I was going to say. Uh, uh, 
Vincenzo or whatever, uh, Fabrizi, or is that was his name? Fabrizi. It was uh, uh, Labrizzi. Labrizzi. He <laughs> had that, that fucking pinstripe suit on in that little Sick. 50s diner. That was. Yeah, man. Not my, not my flavor. Not my flavor. I mean, props to him for, for doing it, but. And Bill, you also, uh, I know you didn't intend to, but you know, you're having me on for this episode, and there's a lovely ska song playing at this diner. Oh, just as my I my boy lollipop by the by the late great Millie Small. Oh, all right. Thank you for that. I, I would have uh, forgotten, gone over my head, and that. So, uh, Mike Steve. is a big ska fan. So. That's a that good like, fact. I would have never noticed that either. I, yeah. that, that's cool. That's that's like that's one of the uh, the highest charting ska songs of all time too. Back in '65. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. No idea. Look at you knowing stuff. You say 1965. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's an oldie that's they uh, broke away from usually using uh, current. Well, that seemed like song. it was like a nostalgia diner. It seemed like it was like a '50s style, trying to be a little throwback. Yeah. I, yeah. I got you. That makes sense. Kind of equal. Do they have any '90s diners going around now? Because that's like the same like time period. Because I know like '50s nostalgia was, you know, kind of a hit in the in the '80s. Back to the Future and all that. But they so, must like, have exist somewhere. Hmm. Go to the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did do the Max pop up. The Saved by the Bell. The Max. They were doing uh, pop ups all over the country a couple of years back. Where yeah, they just make the Max. I know. Doesn't count. Um. So yeah, nothing really happens. I just want to mention the, the, the fashion. You know, the, the white top with the light blue pants. It's a classic. The light breezy. And once you've figured out who Crockett and Tubbs were, you may have noticed that Crockett, his clothing was very light colored, looked very breathable. And then Tubbs is always wearing suits. Yeah. Yeah. Crockett looked laid back. He's having a good time. He's enjoying the 80s, just fucking and doing coke. Like, he was living his best <laughs> life. <laughs> Definitely always smoking cigarettes too. Always. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm happy for him watching him like do his thing, and he's just like, he's just cruising, man. He's good at his job. He's a good cop. You know, he he's very dedicated he's, to the craft. Yeah. And Tubbs came from New York, though. I think that's why he's wearing his suit now. And he was he was back to the like you know four to six buttons open in the front because sometimes he's buttoned up and he's probably not purposely sweating profusely. Because it's hot, it's hot down there. <laughs> yeah. Now, I wonder if he had any say if in uh with wardrobe or like you have to wear these suits as part of the character. He's like, shit, what I sign up like, for? Come on, man, let me open up at least five buttons on this yeah. one. <laughs> all right, they he actually reworked his contract in season two for at least five buttons open at all times. I I really love uh the contrast between Crockett and Tubbs though in this one because there's that part towards the end when they talk about um. They're having that, like, they're like, you know, when they're getting chummy, chummy with Lombard, they're like talking about the streets or something. And like, uh, Tub says something about, he's like, you learn it all from the streets, man. Like, it's just yeah. like, that's just like classic that's Tubs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you should go back and watch the entire first season. I'm in. After it, we're done with this, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like, basically, it's Lombard's going to, you know, his empire is starting to crumble, right? And he's uh, there's a, a fear that you know he's losing his men and he's gonna get taken out by Labrizzi. I said it right. Did I say it right? Labrizzi. Oh, ah. Look at this. At one point, I did a typo. I put instead of Lombard, I put Lomnard. Whoops. Agababoo. Yes, yes. Then we have this is the scene where Switek and Zeta are on surveillance. Now, was this was this Switek's car? I don't recall ever seeing this car before. I'm assuming it has to be right. I mean, I, I liked it. That was, an, yeah. that was a sharp car. Yeah, it was. drive it. If I can find out what kind of car it was, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see it on here. Damn it! You can probably get it brand new at the store. Oh, probably the car store. Yeah, I get one of those in my town. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're just trailing them. Uh, onto like the next day. I think it's funny. There was a lot of, especially in this episode. I know it's like a big trope in these types of shows that the bad guys never notice when they're being watched by someone. They're not very good bad guys. It's well, always considering it was in the pitch blackness. Like, well, they were TV, they yeah. were taking pictures, but they were taking pictures. Like, you just see like Zio like pop up with his camera, 
and you couldn't even see Lombard. It was like a full shadow. Like his, like, yeah, so they gonna take that to evidence? Like, oh, we have a silhouette here. You can see the bridge <laughs> of his nose curving perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. His mustache silhouette's nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this whole fucking episode was dark. I'm like trying to like see what the hell's happening, and like even the I scenes in broad daylight. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Every episode when it's dark, it's fucking dark, dude. It's yeah, like, they're only using the ambient glow of the city lights. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just because I'm like, even that, like in that first opening scene, I'm just like, what are these people? Are these the main characters? Are these like, what are they talking about? Who's sound? You can, what the fuck? you can only see the glistening light of their sweat beads. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would work to tell us advantage yeah. when shooting at night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so they're denied access to this like fancy restaurant the next day where Lombard's talking. I think he's talking to his attorneys. And I like the scene when he leaves. You get the two uh, assassins oh, in slow cat. motion. That scene is crazy because it's like out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, daytime. Did you see that big ass gun that girl pulls out? I'm like, holy yeah. shit. What is that? You know, like this guy's got fucking just, smoked, man. Yeah. Total assault right here. Yeah. So he gets Lombard, I guess he's, you know, he gets knocked unconscious, but he had his bulletproof vest. So he was fine. Smart guy. Smart uh, Lombard. I, I do like how Crockett keeps getting mad that Lombard's just not dead. Like he wants him <laughs> to die. He's not shy about saying it either. It says uh, to his face. He does, yeah. Could you ever tell that to someone's face that you want them to die? Nowadays, no. I wouldn't do it. Because it's like you're at a restaurant and you're like, you're at a table and you see next table over, President Donald John Trump is over there. And he's like, Former come president. Come. Yeah, come come here. Come and enjoy enjoy a meal with me. Like you wouldn't pretend and get in good with him and have a nice meal and then just fucking lay into that cocksucker at the end and then hit the road. <laughs> well, get fucking if, blasted by secret security, social security. What what are they called? Secret service. Social security. <laughs> social security. I got my I got my social security guards behind me, guys. They're gonna make sure I'm taken care of when I'm old. A couple of like what office accountants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beat you with a binder. Oh man, I'd probably do that. I'm not even high. What the fuck is wrong with my brain? <laughs> oh, um, and then suddenly, I guess it's retaliation that uh, Fabrizi's Labrizi, sorry, uh, his warehouse was torched. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that. I was like, did some something blow up or something? But I, I was like, oh, okay. That's, I guess you get this some Lombard retaliation. Of, I guess they did. Place it, a, business, a lot of things yeah. are left unexplained. But at this scene too, this is uh, Crockett brings back one of his worst suit coats, that vertical stripe with like the like earwax and white. Yeah, yeah. That's no good. I'm glad it was a short scene. <laughs> this had a lot of like location and wardrobe changes. I was gonna ah, say that. Ah, yeah. It had a lot of really, really good wardrobes. Like it was like some of the best, some of the best outfits I've seen the whole season. Honestly, there were some really great. Like uh, saves them for the end. Crockett was wearing that like shiny. I think that was what you're talking about, right? When he was at the the warehouse, at there at the warehouse, it was like this like shiny, like like almost like I don't know. It was like glittery jacket. I think it was just from like the the scene itself. But they the shot a lot. And they shot a lot on location, like you were saying. I noticed the whole thing. They weren't really in the headquarters or at one place. They were always in yeah. some new location. They must have had some like extra funding. It's like budget surplus. Or, yeah, yeah. Like they were like, oh, we're doing great, guys. We got to do you a know really they didn't good do, episode though? here. What? They should have spent some money on an explosion. We didn't get shit like that. They no, must have wasted didn't. it all on, on the it location. Really <laughs> We got a good gun shootout with the the ice cream truck or whatever. It wasn't an ice cream truck. It was like a you know, like a delivery truck thing. That part of the hotel. Oh no, that was fun. Yeah, that was I guess cool that was part. a minor explosion. Yeah, yeah. Or a fire. A little fire. Yeah, it was a little burning. Yeah. <laughs> like let's uh, throw some gasoline on there. Kerosene. <laughs> yeah. I said now we're at the Greyhound track, which that makes sense. Sorry, so they man. always show the new credits. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, and this guy Augie, I guess, is an associate. Of Lombard, he gets a talking that, to. That from... was another one. Like I feel like they introduced him, like we'd seen him for like fucking ten episodes straight. Nah, he. I don't recall him ever being in there before, but his shirt was outrageous. And he was—he's a musician of note, isn't he? Is he? Out something Bowser, John Bowser Bauman. Oh, Bowser from Shanana. Yeah. Oh shit! 
Yeah, that's that's Bowser from Shanana. That was it. A little little guest guest spot there. We didn't even notice. Wow, I remember. Are you you guys too young for Shanana? I I've heard of it. I don't think. Well, I, I'm I'm sure I've listened to it before. I just don't can't name a song. Sorry, the is... cat's clawed my inner thigh. Sorry about that. Um, have you seen Greece? Either of you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, they have they have the. Uh, the, the the prompt big dance that's Shana now performing. Hmm. Oh, they were like from the seventies, so but they were like a fifties do up revival thing. Okay, okay. So they did did the Grease soundtrack. He, uh, um, I think they were on there. I don't think they did the whole thing, but they were part of it. Okay, okay. But he's yeah, a, he's so a that's... he's a vice chair on the DNC senior council now. Bowser. Yeah. Oh. And he's the president, Super. interestingly enough, of Social Security Works PAC. Get out of here. That's fucking weird, huh? It's, it's like you researched so you'd have uh, these references make sense, Mike. <laughs> I'm making fun accidental blunders that actually tie perfectly into fun trivia for the program. Yes, good for you. That is how I plan things out. But yeah, they, I guess he's uh, kind of an informant trying to find out information, but that doesn't really go anywhere either. It seems. They have dinner uh, with them. Well, that's nice at the end, the boat dinner. Yeah, they have a nice little meal yeah, with, uh, with John Bowser. Mm-hmm. Uh, we forgot to mention, too, when uh, was it Charlie? The uh, attorney guy he meets with when he had met with Labrizzi. It, it was, he's siding with him, basically. They were just like leading up to this big screw-over. Yeah. So we think, um, yeah, because Lombardi gets out of the hospital. He doesn't want to be there. Like he's well, he out of the hospital because everyone's showing up. What's funny is he's only these two guys who like weren't there to take care of him. There's like the, the larger, like square shaped man. He's like, get that thing out of here. Yeah. What the fuck? Not even a human being. He just pouts yeah. and leaves. Poor fella. That's in my notes too. Actually, take that thing with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good line. Um. So. Let's see. They, I guess I'm assuming it's they have one of Labrizzi's guys, Lombard does, and they just shoot him. It's it's he gives away. He says, you know, he's like, why don't you ask him? In reference to Charlie, and Charlie looks like, oh shit, like he's he's I, I'm I'm done. And Lombard's like, if I didn't trust you, I would have shot you. Mm-hmm. you. You just outed him. He should be dead right now. I guess it's, I guess years of loyal service. I don't know. They, they must have a, a history, a beef, a beef history. I um, I should also point out that still by this point in the episode, I didn't know Crockett and Tubbs' names, <laughs> so I'm just referring to them as the Vicemen. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it took um, me a while to figure out what the a... fuck was going on. Um, yeah. So that guy gets shot and killed. And then Lombard's on his boat, and he's advised to leave town after he assumes that uh, Charlie's going to, quote-unquote, take care of things with Fabrizi, but mm-hmm. clearly it's a, a bunch of malarkey. So uh, this is a nice... I like how the uh, Crockett and are tailing him, but they know I it. Love, they, I love that tail scene. That whole scene was awesome. The yeah, music it was too, like atmospheric. Music was... Uh, like, this is a funky... Oh, wait, that's U2. Like, that's a what's funky... The, what's that U2? At first, I'm like this sounds like you too. I looked on the uh, wiki page, and it's it's definitely you too. It's a uh, wire. Damn. It's called. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, because I was like, this song's awesome. I was like, I was not expecting it to be you too. I was gonna look it up. Uh, wow. Yeah, that I scene was trouble. awesome. That was a good for one Bono. of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Piece of shit. All along, <laughs> hate hate the band name. Did you hear that? Yeah. Hmm. And with the music, it seems. It's like don't don't worry, Bono. All along, your bandmates fucking hated you. Yeah. Just making tons of money. Did he? Uh, did he have that incident? Like he got stuck in like like a hole blew in an airplane, and he kind of got stuck in there. Was that him? Wasn't that uh, the Twilight Zone? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I'm, I, I'm gonna look it up as we uh, talk about this 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 scene where he's getting paled because they they lose him, which I wasn't expecting. I was like, motherfucker, I was like, did they really just let him do a U-turn? Because U-turns, if you aren't from Florida, just, I don't know, are they legal up there? Are you guys allowed to do U-turns? 
Um, there are signs advising you not to, but people do it all the time. Well, in, you, in Florida, you can just do them. There, you're totally allowed to use U-turns all the on time. The highway? No rules. Yes, no rules. Wait, 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 wait. If you're on a highway, you can like cross the median. Yes, no what rules. The fuck? In Florida, dude, no rules. No rules Legally? in driving. Legally, no U-turns. Do you but live yeah. in Florida? Are you in Florida right now as we're no, talking? I, Oh, okay. I used to. I used to. I used to live in Florida. Yeah, but I live oh. in I live in Kentucky now. But yeah, my, um, I used to live in Florida, so that's how I know all these. Is, that's how is, I'm keen to these things that happen in Miami Vice. Is I Kentucky can, any better than Florida? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way okay. better. Way better. So, do you know the Slaytons a, from Thousand Pound Sisters? You hang out with them? I do know of them. Yeah, I don't watch the show, <laughs> but I do know it's of a them. Great yeah. show. <laughs> it's it's no Miami Vice, but it's a great program. You should go uh, visit them. They just bought a house. I I heard that. Yeah, my my uh, <laughs> my wife's mom watches it. She's always like, "You guys watch the sisters this week?" I was like, "No, we're watching Ninety Day Fiance." Sorry. Hell, fuck yeah! Let's get yeah. our Ninety Day Fiance <laughs> podcast going. Come on, brother. Seriously, man, you. get me on there, man. Big Both fucking lost fan. me. <laughs> me lost too, me. me losing my respect. Oh shit! Sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Private. It's okay. It's okay. Bono was on a, a private Lear jet, and the door opened at one point. Or, oh, it tore away. Oh my god! I don't Bono, think he got. Right? I must have like what fantasized or dreamed that he got stuck in a hole or something. Anyways, or maybe they just took all the goo from when his body splattered and just filled it up in a fucking Bono suit, and <laughs> got like some guys to make him a robot. Slapped on those purple tinted glasses, and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so Lombard thinks he's going to this meeting to what get his you know shit together and get out of town. And he, it's weird. He like, like really pushing the Lombard's not a bad guy. I think he hugs Charlie. He's like, ah, you're the best, and slowly realizes like Charlie's not hugging me back, and he knows now that he's he's in Trubsies. But somehow Crockett and Tubbs, they're there. And Save the I day. like Yeah, I liked it tub what Tubbs says. Down on your face. <laughs> that was a nice line. Now they they still could have shot him. They could have shot him and like dove into the darkness. I right? think so. I think they're I mean, they, cowards. They, they shot Charlie, I guess he and someone else get shot. They're like, oh shit. Now I think Tubbs also had a shotgun. Which I brought this up before. Police have used shotguns for long distance. It doesn't make sense for to have a shotgun. Haven't they played a video game? Yeah, but remember, what? Tubbs always uses that. He always fucks around with that shotgun since episode one. So, yeah, well, shot off. Shot Do you think ahead. it's solely because it looks fucking cool? Yeah. <laughs> Although it would have been effective in the very first scene of their very first episode. It's, he's actually in New York before he goes to Miami. He's still a New York police officer. And he's in a car, he's like staking something out, and these thugs come up and they're harassing him. And he just points the shotgun in their faces. So that would have worked point blank. But yeah, it's usually from like 100 feet away. It's, it's, I imagine there's still going to be some kind of damage, but not anything like a up close. It's not going to blow you to bits. If you've been shot by a shotgun from 100 feet, let us know. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they save Lombard's ass, basically. Rock is still pissed that he had to do that. And they take him into, I like when they bring him into his protective custody, the setup for that. At first I'm like, oh, they're bringing him by helicopter. But now that's just like the surveillance and like 8,000 cars come. Ridiculous. That budget, dude, they got all these people in the cars and they got a fucking helicopter just for the scene for like, what, like five minutes, you know? Yeah. What? Maybe not even, not even five minutes, two minutes, 30 seconds, you know? What channel was Miami Vice on? NBC. NBC. Okay. They got the NBC money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nuts, though. I, I was continuously shocked at, like, like you guys were saying, like all the scene changes and everything on location. Oh, and, like, this was especially damn. absurd. I mean, I think we, we say it's like they ever took like a million dollars per episode back then. Wow. It had to. This episode yeah. especially had to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But so they, they bring them in and, uh, and this is weird to me <laughs> that Crockett was wearing like dark gray pants way out of character. He never, he always wore white, light blue or like pink or yellow. Never dark. Mike, were you thrown off by that? 
I totally fucked me up, took me out of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I shut it off from here, so I don't know what else happens in this oh, episode. Shit. I'd have to fill oh, you well. in. All right, we'll fill you in. Um, it just seems super weird to me. Uh, I think when they get him, like, now is this like a old rundown motel of some sort? Yeah, that's what like they they had to find abandoned. a that that was legit too. That had to be some real rundown actual motel in Miami what? back then. Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem so bad inside. The livable. checkered floors were nice. Yeah, yeah, and it had a full it, kitchen where you can make vermicelli. So. That's right, Tubbs. Yeah, give me some nice vermicelli. Job. Like he's ordering a police officer to go buy him food. Tubbs Did like, you yeah. notice Tubbs is like totally cool? He's like, hey, oh, man, yeah. come on, let's have dinner and. Crockett's like, what are you doing, man? Why are yeah, you he just wants cool a, with him? Chubbs just wants a fucking friend, and uh, Crockett's <laughs> not being that for him. I would have hung out with Lombard. He sounded kind of cool. So he's, he's telling stories. He's nice. He's friendly. He's loyal. Like he's caring. Yeah, yeah, I would have had a nice time with Lombard. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, just forget that he had someone killed about fifteen minutes prior to this. That's fine. So, <laughs> well, although they did try to kill him, so I guess that's you know it makes sense. It's the biz, man. Yeah. So you got the vermicelli. They all have a nice dinner there. Crockett's kind of relaxing now a bit. How many people has Crockett killed, though? Come on. Yeah, but his are all... He's never killed out of spite, I don't think. He's wanted to. Including Lombard. As far as, as, far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah. Know what the fuck happened off camera? Yeah, actually, if you ever go... What's the episode with the, uh, the, the silent assassin? Uh, I can find out, but if you ever do watch an old episode, Mike, you need to watch that one because there's this assassin, he's badass. I like oh, that. you mean the donut one? Yeah, the donut yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that was uh, the <laughs> list, the right, the list, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crockett's on his uh, kill list, and uh, yeah, it's love that episode, it is, it's it's the ending, especially, but uh, maybe, yeah. Just, just go. I'll send you the information afterwards if you're ever interested in watching additional episodes at, at your leisure. I can assure you, I am. <laughs> Good. All right. That makes me happy. Um, so yeah, they have their nice little dinner and they're playing cards and you know they're they're just you know they're kind of palling around. And then the the next morning, then we'll go out for just to get out stretch. A little stroll. And, uh, yeah. And um, this is where we have the little little light humor from. Switek and Zito. Switek's calling out Zito's bald spot. Oh, that's true. Yeah. MPB. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that actually made me chuckle. They're usually a lot goofier. They were having nice. fun. They were having a nice time. Yeah. And uh, now for the thing with us, uh, Zito was the one with the Hawaiian shirt who had the male pattern baldness in Switek. He's like this the super cheesy sense of humor. He's like a, he's a fan of Elvis Presley. Um, and his, he generally would like to call you he has like he usually has like the bologna and cheese palette he'll do like a pink shirt and yellow pants or he'll do like double pink or like double salmon color Ooh. and he has the uh, what i like to call the uh, the cheese slice shirt which is like a dark blue shirt with these like yellow circles on it but it's <laughs> all he's always the worst like he's his, definitely cheesy like actually cheesy he is it's yeah and i don't know he just he's he's never done it for me apologies to uh john talbot is that his name Michael Talbot. Michael Talbot. Mikey. Yeah. So um, yeah, but so after that, that mass truck just pulls up. I, I assumed it was gonna barrel right through. That's what I thought. Then it stopped. A couple of the cops at the end get shot, and then they barrel through and they get the shootout. Now, uh, Mike, you may have noticed a couple of ladies were there as well. One was yeah. wearing a now they're usually uh they're on the same levels usually as you know secondary characters, but they didn't get any lines again, which is kind of they should have had yeah, but, but Trudy was dressing real nice. Oh, she, always. She, she always has those beautiful jumpsuits or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, she had. Yeah, I was going to say I, I can't recall a single spoken line by a woman in this episode. Yeah, it's very unfortunate because when they when they get their time, they shine on camera. Oh God! They did so have what you're, uh, what you're oh. telling me is Miami Vice is a feminist text. Sure. At times, <laughs> correct. Yes. Cool. <laughs> There was an episode where they they were featured, especially the other woman is uh, Gina, who was at the start a, a, a love interest for Sonny Crockett. Crockett. Uh, so Crockett there's a, that DW. Yeah, there's a 
uh, an episode there's this gentleman comes to kill gina at her place and she's upset about something she uh, was forced to have sex with this guy and she like wants oh. to burn her dress. she was posing as a uh, as a high-class prostitute oh so she knows she, she's getting into this part well, of the game yeah she was in deep and um so trudy's there comforting her and was it a uh was it a forward somersault through a glass window is that what it was the, yeah it was like a total like acrobat yeah. front flip through the window no need for it. it. It was one of the funniest things seen all season, I think. It was great too, like neon colors, pink and bluish oh backgrounds, just whoosh, broken this glass. Mate, Mike will probably appreciate his name was Cinco. Thanks, Cinco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they make great products. Yeah, yeah. So they were really relegated to background characters, which is unfortunate. I mean, I'm glad that they were in the show, but they could have had something at least. Yeah. Well, even even still, you just never see a lady in a scene like that during that time. So that's yeah. uh, something. Yeah, and they they definitely get on the action there, and the, and the firefights they get. There's like a one of the episodes has a uh, a bar fight that they kind of insinuate, uh, even though they're undercover. <laughs> so, oh man! Yeah, they have fun. Yeah, so uh, in the in the fracas, you know, the the bad guys are stopped, but Lombard escapes. There was a nice brown pinto. And anyone know the brown pinto park there too? No, I didn't. I wish I would have though. Yeah, when when Crockett goes like to the side of the building, he looks around that car. I think it was it looked like a brown pinto. It probably wasn't. He's like, oh man, like where'd he go? We've he was in the Pinto. If he if he got mad and kicked it and it just exploded. Because... <laughs> My dad had a Pinto and that's what he told me happened to his it, car. It exploded? Yeah, he said he had a, a Pinto and um, got... it was his first car and he went out, he worked at a grocery store. When he went outside, it was ex- exploded on fire. Like really? Burning, yeah. Oh my God. It didn't yeah. even hit it or just went up on its own? I, I mean, something maybe have hit it, but he didn't know. But he said he went outside and it was like literally like immersed in flames wow so. mike do you know about the pintos the uh, it's a joke but it's a reality too the, uh oh yeah that was the car of that time that was like uh exploding a lot right yeah the placement of like the, the gas container was unsafe if it got hit it makes me always think to the uh, that simpsons uh halloween episode where it's they're doing twenty thousand uh what is it uh jesus the um Nightmare 20,000 feet, but they're doing it on the school bus. Mm-hmm. Then Hans Molman gets run off the road in his Pinto and it like barely taps the <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Hans. Yeah. So, yeah, Lombard's gone in. So they're back at the office. Now, The uh, their their boss, uh, Lieutenant Castillo, he's the gentleman, the intense gentleman with the mustache and the black suit with the skinny tie. That's Castillo, in case you uh, want to make a note of that. He is. Always intense, and he always he always talks like this, and he gives you these death stares that make you uncomfortable. Does he uh, participate in the '80s trope of the cop boss with the rolled up sleeves pounding on the desk? No, he's mm, he's very like stoic, man. He's very yeah. calm, but yeah. he's by the fucking books. Don't oh, don't yeah. get it twisted. So you never get just like a get me Crockett, damn it. Nope, like, no. At the first okay. few episodes, there was a they had a. a uh, they had a different lieutenant who w- would have been like that, but he gets killed off and replaced by Castillo. Oh boy! Yeah, he was like loud and like cigar chomping, and yeah, Castillo's like he—he's just like uh, he's like the all-seeing eye almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, Mike, I have to ask you—I don't know if you noticed—in the background of his office, those uh, that style of window that's the tiny block glass. Do you have an opinion on that st- on that style of glass? I can't picture it. Can't pull it in my brain. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll find a picture and send it to you. They're like the I little do. windows, you know, the little square windows. You know, they're oh, very like, like they look. Like, they're, they're usually like auto body shops now. Oh, like but. you know, like a like a rest, like you know, the entrance to a restroom, like thick, like you know. Uh, I'll send you a picture just so you know exactly what we're talking yeah. about because because they're featured pretty heavily on device. Like this in the architecture, but in his office, they're, they're in the background, and it's gotten to the point. I on our Instagram account, I will, and in the show, I'll mention my dislike. And some some people who are nice enough to follow us uh, have gotten to the point of uh, mocking me for for that. <laughs> I like them, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. Like I said, my dent my dentist office has like a, just like a small like several square thing of them and it just makes me angry so i'm gonna bring that up i mean otherwise the office is pink which fine with that that's a that's a look i can get down with especially for the 80s but um so it brings up so yeah so yeah lump 
they're in the office trying to like suss out where he went. And it's funny, like Crockett and Tubbs know, but they don't tell Castillo. You tell your boss these oh, things. Yeah, you know what? They know how to handle it. They they know Lombard. They get him. They understand him. Let's, let's do this together. Two during the heart to heart talk when they're playing cards, he mentions how he was, you know, his difficulties with his son. So like, he oh, the price, man, the price. That's what he kept he saying. saying. That he said that a lot. But it's it's strange how they, of all the places in Miami, they happen to go to the right high school track to find them having a talk. What a they just knew. You know, yeah. they just had that bond. In the private chat, I sent a link to an image of the style of glass I'm talking about. If you want to take a look. Oh, at it. perfect! I was expecting it to be a text. Oh. on my telephone. Like we can all look at it. Oh yeah, those make me uncomfortable. Good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> I, I think because you can't see out them. So what the fuck? It's, it's kind supposed of a... to be. It's supposed to be. Uh, you know what is it? Uh, it's in privacy. It's anonymous. Yeah, you're supposed to be mm. given some privacy with those. Oh, Draw just, then why even have me. windows? Like why even have windows? But it's just to let a little bit of light in. Oh, it's just so ugly. To, to breathe. I can't do it. I don't know. It almost seems like, like it's like claustrophobic glass because it's so thick. I'm oh, sure. I'm certain there's a uh, phobia associated with that. I don't have a phobia. I can like be around it and not lose my shit, but I just don't. Eh, it's not my look. So, so answer the question truthfully. Now we're finally at it, the very end of the the season. If you were in a room, completely composed of all the block classes, ceiling, floor, walls, do? what would you do? Wait, no, somebody just standing there. Yeah, you're just standing there. I'd be mildly annoyed. I wouldn't like lose my mind and start punching or anything. How, long would, how would you there? how would you get out? Oh, some trapped in there? Oh my god. Oh, no, no, you don't you don't know you're trapped. You don't know where the door is because it's all that square block glass. There's no like oh. you could push maybe if you wanted oh, yeah. to. I, but... I guess I just start feeling around and yeah. If I if I okay, couldn't figure right. out I'd probably get uncomfortable and start, you know, then I start kicking and punching and hmm. I fear so we that can't I really justify it as a phobia. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. not a phobia. Are, are, are you are you planning something? You're not like I'm gonna go like <laughs> leave for work one day and a van's gonna pull up and kidnap me and i'm gonna wake up in some weird blocky glass room it's gonna be like that you know uh, episode of mari povich where they fucking bring out a tray of pickles that woman that's afraid of pickles and everyone she fucking loses her shit is there a See, video that's that? a good idea man yeah. maybe you should go maybe you should go on mari you know what i mean and like talk about like they're like oh so what do you like really hate and you're like i i fucking hate those those little square plot classes how do i do that just and they did. They did. They did it's like, ladies and gentlemen, oh, let's bring them out. And it's block glasses. Now, when I'm first introduced and I come out, do I, do I flip off the audience right away? Or because that's what they, right? That's how. Yeah. Well, you say yeah. whatever. I do what I want. And then I get into a fight yeah. with someone. Mm-hmm. And then you do a paternity test, and everyone goes home happy. <laughs> I am the father of this glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are actually the father of the little glass windows. You were the. It's creator, so then it's like this big twist. No. Oh, oh fuck. Boy. Mari didn't expect that. Now, interesting note here. Did you notice the uh, the son's pants were green? It wasn't a lot No, of... I, I noticed his top. Yeah, I noticed his... Oh, the top his, his was wildly were... colorful. And his pants were real high, too. I, they, I didn't notice were... that. But green is a color that you didn't often see. It's true, like, yeah. Uh, the, was oh, it the, the, Bill, the, you wouldn't have made it. The, I know, I love green. The uh, creator of the show... He had, did not like to have earth tones, and it was like really against having the color red on the show. Really? Oh yeah, there was there was one episode where Crockett's wearing a red Hawaiian shirt for a little bit, and there was a woman wearing a red dress, but you don't and see then the you color see red. A, a dead wardrobe representative in the background hanging, like in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, no, you hear there like screams in the background too. Like, <laughs> ah. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it happened to be a, it happened to be a, a Munchkin as, as well because it's supposed to be a dead Munchkin in the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Now, did you both ever try to look to see if that was true? I did. Huh? I don't I think, think it's that, true, is it? It's not true, but you know, I think back when you on VHS, like I did that. I did the uh, the supposed ghost in the background in Three Men and a Baby. I mean, I uh, I only saw the Wizard of Oz for the first time like three years ago. So. What? You never oh, saw that man, when you were wow. young? I, w- I was in it. I starred in a stage production of it in seventh grade. And by starred, I mean I had four minor non-speaking roles. Oh, what, what were your uh, characters? Uh, I was a member of the Lollipop Guild. 
Nice. Because the drama teacher, yeah, the drama teacher thought it would be funny if all the tallest, fattest kids uh, were the pop guild. So it was like me and like three other young boys who were large, like myself, uh, in very short, tight white shorts, singing the the hit anthem of the Lollipop Guild. Um, I was also a face. Uh, no, I was just hanging out, man. I was fucking pissed, and I was just like <laughs> just trying to get through it. I was a farmer in the opening musical number of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Uh, I was just another like background idiot in another scene, and then my one speaking part that I did have, I played a character that doesn't even exist in the movie. He's only in the book, because this play was based off the book and not the movie. Uh, I played Lord Growly, who was like one of the last guys that showed up before... Uh, they actually get to the uh, the what's it called the wizard they call like him. a final boss kind of yeah except i was just like don't come in here and they were like but i want to I'm like, all right oh, you weren't the guy in the door who yells well bust my buttons yeah <laughs> i love that line. i hate the wizard of oz don't you tell do? you guys. oh yeah. i love that movie i fucking hate it i don't know uh-huh. why i've just watched it so much as a little kid i was just I, i've actually yeah. been meaning to watch it those fucking monkeys always scared me too. The flying monkeys. Oh, the flying monkeys, of course. Yeah, that scene had, is terrifying. I, had, I love the Last, last I time I was in uh, Los Angeles, I got to go to Toto's grave. Wait, the it? actual Toto dog. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Was it a, in like a regular cemetery, or was it like a pet famous pet cemetery, or? Um, it was the only animal there. Otherwise, it was just all dead people, and there were a couple celebrities in the mix. I forget who else. Well, Toto's as big as you can get. I mean, that's a megastar right there. Yeah. Toto. I also I had a severe anxiety about the uh, the old timey timer running out before Dorothy was rescued. That that it's, messed with me a bit. It's not a, that's a horror movie. Let's be real. Yeah, horror horror dark, fantasy, dark fantasy. Yes, oh, yeah. correct. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. All right. So where are we? Okay. So the the father and son make up, and the son's just like. You know, just just testify in court. And yeah, he's like, do the right, right thing, right. Dad. Don't be a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around to be my father. That's the line. Oh, special. And so now Lombard's out on uh, Sonny's boat, the St. Vitus dance. Mm-hmm. Right? And who do we see in the boat? Augie. No, before that, Elvis. We see Elvis? Yeah, Elvis is briefly. Yeah. Did you notice the alligator on the boat, Mike? What the fuck? There was an alligator? It was so dark, yeah. man. I couldn't see shit. Somebody yeah, has an alligator. Elvis. I gotta go back and watch it, man. I gotta see this alligator. Yeah, he's he's not in every episode. He's, yeah, I think he was... Maybe he was in the last episode, but he wasn't in a few episodes. He's, he's been yeah, in he maybe would, five times. Been a, he's yeah, like a quarter of the episodes, maybe. Um, yeah, so he's being protected out there, and whatever. He's going to court the next day, and you know, a little more soul-searching or whatever. He seems, and he has the dinner with Augie and his lady. And so he, I guess he's assuming he's going to witness protection, right? That's that's what they're making it seem like. Mm-hmm. And I really like when they get him off the boat in, like how they get him into the courtroom. Oh my like, God, what a oh fucking my, scheme that yeah. is. Is that, is that a real, it has to be based on a real thing, you would imagine, right? That was like some fucking, uh, that was like a, uh, you know, like a, a fucking william friedkin movie or some shit like it was just like a super crime fast-paced scene and then that part where they see the guy with the bag they're like drop it yeah get the bag and then did you hear castillo when they get in the elevator he's like sorry about the damage (laughs) well he's like uh any damage send us the bill yeah yeah i think actually i think trudy may have spoken there too oh yeah 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 she did yeah yeah. oh shit just briefly yeah yeah that was really it looks it was weird seeing that's Sonny and Crockett like windbreakers with the hoods up. And clever. Can you imagine like, I don't know, you know, you're a fucking cop, you go to the academy, you're in the military, whatever. Like you do all this fucking training, all this shit. And like your job, you know, you end up in like protection detail for like a guy that's like a piece of shit that you're just protecting to catch a bigger piece of shit. But like, imagine you got fucking shot and killed, like protecting yeah, just like this asshole. Him. Like that would suck. suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would that's, be awful. That's how it is. And so then we get into the courtroom. Now I swear the guy who swears in Lombard, he was 
the judge, I think, from the first episode who pulls a shotgun on Leon. It was the same oh, guy. Oh, really? 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 Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that means nothing to Mike, but it means everything to me. Any true fans have watched all the episodes. Um, but yeah, so then he just refuses to testify, right? And the son is pissed off. What an asshole. Because what 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 won't he do, Mike? What will he never do? I got to be his dad. No, no, no. What will Lombard never do? Oh, Lombard. You know what? He's got this policy. He ain't never gonna beef on nobody. Yeah. And it's not even for his son. I won't beef for my son. (laughs) Crockett and Tubbs aren't even mad about it. No, they're like still friends about it. They're like, you dog, you old sailor, you. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's in Basically, he just wait. He's like, wait. He's like, how long for this bail bondsman? And he leaves. He gets out. Yeah. Like fucking tussle his hair, hit the road. Yeah, and then the dudes with guns. The dudes with guns in that slow motion, low FPS scene. It's like, yeah, ten seconds. Yeah, they're just telling us like this shit just it doesn't end, guys. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an ambiguous ending. And now I do want to say that if you do go to the Lombard page, it does say he's passes away in 1989 which leads me to believe he returns Edwin's either he returns me, or they just like uh, randomly mention his death as like the catalyst for something that happens on an episode like oh Lombard was killed we gotta go and uh, give this guy a kiss no, we're, that would be in the fifth season and it's probably gonna be something stupid like that so it's very possible <laughs> I just uh, read a, a fun fact that this episode has the first appearance partially of Trudy's desk sign, Big Booty Trudy, partially obscured, about 18 minutes in on her desk. Whoa. Ooh. So, anyone who wants to go back yeah. to the 18-minute mark of the episode and find that. Check I know it off does to get, a sign on a desk. It gets real <laughs> screen time later. <laughs> that was a funny one. <laughs> yeah, that's the episode. It's left... Uh, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's the focus, again, it's not on any of the uh, actual vice characters it's on a uh, secondary crime lord character he literally just gets to drive his car out of the garage so yeah. casually like i'm back in the world <laughs> yeah back into the life of crime maybe it's that's like what it was saying you know like it the cycle never ends yeah like, they're so. making a statement yeah yeah oh. was it the best season finale like in the world no i don't think so but was it good? It was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a good episode. Yeah, right, I, I never, it. I literally, my only knowledge of Miami Vice was fucking like Family Guy references and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Like, <laughs> I. Which is a great game. That's what got me into the series. Oh, absolutely. To be so I, I wouldn't be into the series if it wasn't for that show or that I'm game. Old enough, so. I'm old enough to have watched some of it when it was on TV originally. In your faces. Beautiful. You're lucky. No, I, I just, I, I, but genuinely, like, I was like, this is, like, if I had, like, a lazy weekend, I'd just fucking blast the, rece- the season. Like, it's just, it is that kind of, like, perfect, you know, shut your brain off. You don't really have to pay attention the whole episode. You just wait until the explosions happen. Uh, but if you pay attention, you get to hear some weird 80s shit come out of people's mouths. And Oh, yeah. You got the it's fashion. a vibe. It's-, it's like a fucking vibe. It really is. It is, and like that's the kind of show I always appreciate is a show that you can just watch it and like feel like you're in that world. And like I was watching it on a fucking telephone at my desk at work, you know, pretending to look busy, and I was still like in it. I'm still like, <laughs> oh hell yeah, like this is the way to be, man. Try to yeah. uh, see if your wife will take an interest. You can watch it together. That'd be a, a lovely lovers show. Do you think she would be uh, interested in watching? No, giving it a shot. No, no, it's <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, my wife doesn't like it either. I mean, she thinks it's like kind of cool, but like she wouldn't sit down and watch it or anything. Yeah, I'm on the same boat too. I just yeah. really, I love. I also really like stuff that was made and it takes place in you know the current day at the time, but it is so like filled with fucking like cliches and tropes like of that era, like the fat, like here with the fashion and the music and all that that it feels like it's like a period piece now. Like you look at it and you're like, Oh, someone was obviously like making a show to make fun of the eighties. And it's like, Oh no, this is just, this was a big show. in the eighties. Yeah. 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 I never thought of it like that. It is. It's kind of like a period piece from the period. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. 
And I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of good shows and movies pull that off. Like even something like the Sopranos, like, like, cause I'm the same age roughly as AJ Soprano. So like when I watched it kind of recently, it's like 1999 and it's like, Oh shit. Like he's living the life I lived in 1999. Like he's just same. Yeah. Playing Mario Kart while his dad yells at people. Yeah. 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 I just watched it recently too. I just finished the whole, I just like binge watched it like for like two weeks. I was like, Holy shit. I forgot how fucking perfect this show is. And you really relate to it because of the age yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, God yeah. damn, does that show hold up? It really does. It really does. Holy that's, shit. That's definitely how Miami Vice is too. I feel like if people that grew up with it, like you can't, it's like, you can't let go of it. It's timeless. Timeless, I guess is what yeah. I, I'm trying to say. So yeah, like, I literally yeah. like I'm watching. I'm just like, this is just fun. Like, this is just like a fun action show and it's just you know this is uh it's like nice like lazy sunday viewing yeah definitely well you know it's it's thursday of this recording so this sunday actually do it on saturday you're not going anywhere it's a big snowstorm not coming our way it's fucking royal rumble saturday bill oh saturday i thought that was a sunday thing they have pay-per-views are on saturdays now and they're called premium live events and not pay-per-views because you don't really times, pay-per-view anymore times are changing yeah when i was your age Sundays. Yeah, so I, yeah. It's, it's I nice remember pay per views though. I rem- I never oh, yeah. could get the pay per views. I was always like, that was what the big kids did. I was like, man, I want to watch the Summer Slam or fucking, you know what I mean? So yeah, we had, oh, we yeah. had a black yeah. box in the Spada family. Ooh. Lucky, lucky man. Broke, I was wanted one. Broke that dad, law. My dad used to get me the Royal Rumble because I'm a January birthday, so oh, almost that's at true, the same yeah. time. So yeah, you have like the hour beforehand. <sighs> the cats are being assholes how did it even work with pay-per-view though i don't remember did you have to call at like the cable company and be like hey we're gonna get this tonight and you charge it to your like your card or your bill or something yep exactly yeah. yep it was and like then you could do it through the on-demand menu and like the oh, even like in the late 90s because i remember i had friends in like middle school i oh I, I had this one friend and he would order every weekend he would order one porno on pay-per-view <laughs> and Every month when the cable bill came in, their parents would be like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it was Trevor. And Trevor was like his two-year-old brother. And he was saying like he sat on the remote Hit the wrong. button. Yeah. Yeah. And that excuse worked for Just years. His parents bought time, it every time. Every month. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my assumption is his dad was just like, oh, let the kid jerk off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Keep fair, him out of our fair. business. Yeah. But yeah, it was, he, like, it was like his weekly tradition. Unzip. <laughs> no, no scrambled for him. Those are the wow. good old days, man. I miss those yeah. days. <laughs> That's what this show's about is nostalgia. So yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that that wraps up the first season. We've done it. We've knocked out the first season. I uh, thought it would come to this. We did it. <laughs> yeah, we got four more to go, and then the the movie that came out much later, possibly. I yeah, the movie. I, I did the math, and it seems like uh we'll be finished with this podcast in three years so oh okay um, there's the, the don't forget the reboot yeah yeah exactly we're gonna be Wait, TV you, you show or movie? movie the movie just the movie i thought yeah. there i thought there was a reboot that was on like right now no they they were gonna do it but like i think like covid made it get canceled which is good so oh, yeah, yeah. That, sound, that sounds like a great idea actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> well so yeah, thanks for uh, listening to us and following us on the old Instagrams and uh, we'll be back. We might take a short hiatus, take a little break maybe and then come back. Maybe yeah, yeah. Shit up. Take a little intermission and then we'll we'll come back hot with season two. And Mike, if you want to come back on, you and how about the next two weeks you watch all of season one, get caught up. If you want to come back, you'll know what's happening. You'll know who people are. Let me come back for the season two finale and I'll see where everyone ended up after Lombard. That there makes sense. You'll be just as confused by then. Goddamn right. All right. Thank you for got... having me, fellas. This yeah, was fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Michael. If uh, listeners didn't hate me, I have a book called The Book of Nilton. It's on Amazon. Look it up. It's great. That's N-I-L-T-O-N, right? The That's Book right. of Nilton. Nilton. The Book of Nilton. Hey, maybe Edward can sell it in a store. There you go. Yeah, I was just about to say, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, give me, uh, hook me up with some copies of those and I'll put them in uh, my bookstore. So, the books are called. You, should, you need to plug that on here. Oh yeah, yeah. If uh, you guys want to check out my bookstore, it's called Conquest Books. You can we're on Instagram at Conquest Books and uh, Facebook uh, Conquest Books KY. Is this like a real like physical uh, brick and mortar bookstore? 
Yeah, yeah. And you own this? Yeah, we just opened like two weeks ago. Good for you, so. man. That's fucking awesome. Holy shit. You opened a business <laughs> yeah. in the pandemic and it's a bookstore and it's in Kentucky. That's awesome, man. Like that's like well, that's such a cool We got thing lucky because do. we don't have a uh we haven't had a bookstore in our town for like twenty years. So me and my wife have been like plotting on it forever. We just like fell into this opportunity. We're like, all right, we're doing it. Just fucking open it up. <laughs> What's it, what'd you say it was called? Conquest Books? I follow you guys. Conquest Books, yeah. I'm in. That's awesome. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a yeah, huge for real. deal, you wanna, man. That's um, like you want to throw your books in there, man. I'm totally down. I'm always my big thing is helping independent people too. So I, I will absolutely yeah. put a little package together. Physical media. Yeah. yeah. Spread this book around the country. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure, pandemic. man. <laughs> Thanks to Don Johnson as well. <laughs> yes, and Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah. He's tubs. Bill used to have uh, Don Johnson as a stage name for an act we used to do. I did actually, but it was different. It was spelled the D A W N. Space J A W N S O N S U N S U N Don Johnson Pampers. Yep, with a Z. Right. That's beside the point, though. All right, all right, it's bedtime. All right, Bye guys, home. I'll see you later. Feel the vice effect for Christ's sake. Everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry about nothing. That's good, Charlie. Because if he thinks I'm gonna be found him, any questions, Mariana? It's gonna become his problem. Do you understand?